12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. My next guest is a very familiar site, particularly if you went to Skinny's Lounge a few years ago. This is all before the COVID-19 pandemic. You would have seen a gentleman there who looks a lot like James Harden, the basketball player. Ashaka Harth is the head bartender now at Kotua, a restaurant with an emphasis on a lively, modern and casual vibe that focuses on traditional Sri Lankan cuisine. Ashaka Hope I got that comparison right. <laughs> yeah, nailed it, man. So James Harden, Ashaka Harth, you know, you've been in Singapore for like 10 years or so. You came here actually to study IT, if I'm not mistaken. Now, what was yep. your first foray into bartending? So uh, it just happened. I had no control over it. And it was a very, I did stumble upon it. I was in school for three years here in Singapore. And I, so I was working part-time jobs to pay for rent, school and anything else in between. And I was actually working in Shangri-La Hotel. Uh, I was working at Banquet. And uh, one of my friends, he called me up one day and he said he needed some help at this bar in Boat Key. It's BQ bar, actually. I had no clue. I've never worked in a bar before. I've never worked in F&B before I came to Singapore. And um, I said, yeah, you know, sure. Um, extra money, like, I'm, I'm okay with that. And uh, that's kind of how I, I got started. And... Um, I pulled a few shifts and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. And uh, kind of stuck with it. And was there like a mentor to guide you along the way or did you just start mixing drinks and see what could happen next? Okay, I didn't start work in the bar immediately. Like I, I started on the floor, like just like pretty much anybody, just as a waiter and then like kind of work my way into the bar. And uh, look, it, it, just, it just appealed to me, right? Honestly, it was pretty cool like to be making drinks at that point for me it was like this is the coolest thing in the world but then i came to realize like oh there's there's a lot more to it than just like pouring stuff in a glass you know and uh, uh there, there were quite a few people that helped me along i learned a lot of things good and bad from a lot of people so i can't really like name one person in particular yeah man it's been emotional in my introduction, I mentioned that, you know, you spent quite a bit of your time at Skinny's Lounge. You still frequent there, you know, every week. How much did that change your life? Let's say a lot of people know you from Skinny's, right? How much did mm. working there change your life to where you are now? Yeah, um, now it's, it's hands down, it's one of the best jobs I've ever had. And it's a great bunch of people. And um, I bump into like my regulars from back then and they still believe like some people would still walk up to me and like oh you're the bartender from skinnies right i'm like yeah but work here now it was really fun like skinnies had a different vibe from pretty much every other bar in singapore mm. and uh for me i felt at home there when i first started before before even i started working there i used to go and hang out at skinnies i used to drink at skinnies all the time right and uh when I got the job, uh, it was it was pretty seamless the transition, and it was I liked the all the the chaos, the shenanigans, and um, usually on any given night, I'm like the guy behind the bar just shouting at you not to dance on the tabletop. Yeah, but it's it's really nice, man. Like it honestly, it taught me a lot of patience because you know the situation how how it is like as Kenny's like how it can go from zero to 100 real quick and uh, it made me a better bartender to be honest and uh, yeah the team I was working with people like Leo Russell who were like absolute legendary bartenders and uh, like I learned a lot from them 
and even being on the floor at Skinny's, like the guys who are running the floor, like they're unbelievable. Like they have so much more patience and uh, than I do, which was something like that I found really cool. Like, I mean, not everybody is nice to you when they're drunk out of their mind at two o'clock in the morning, right? Mm, of course. But the way the team deals with people, especially sometimes like guests who get a bit aggressive over nothing. And uh, so, I mean, I used to meet aggression with aggression. And uh, but then I come to skinnies and I feel like, oh, there are really much better ways to do things. And uh, so that for me was very pivotal in a way, in an environment like that, how you can talk somebody down and like, you know, like get them to chill and like just handling situations like that in general. It was a pretty cool experience, man. Yeah, it's only taught you a lot. And, you know, you mentioned there how your regulars used to recognize you and you said, oh, yeah, that's that guy from Skinny's, right? That was yeah. exactly what I said when I came to Kotua for the first time. And I said, <laughs> very familiar face. I remember him. I think we were, of course, when we played pool at Skinny's, but also yeah. somewhere near Molly Malone's. And I said, wow, long time no see. But, you know, let's talk about the COVID-19 pandemic and how that you know, impacted your life because you came over here to study, then you became a bartender, but also you're technically here as an expat. You need a pass to work here. How did that change your life? And, you know, what did you have to do to make sure that you survived and stayed in the country while everything around you was shutting down? It was tough, to be honest, because there was a lot of uncertainty on how things are going to pan out. Skinny's uh, they kept us on payroll until about September, to be honest, with zero dollars coming in, and uh, which was unbelievably nice of them. And after that, I've, I mean, they couldn't afford to anymore, so they had to let us go. The situation with me was like, yeah, I needed a pass, and I was kind of like stuck in limbo there for a bit because obviously, even after things opened back, like nobody was really looking to hire given the situation. And uh, yeah, it wasn't the most pleasant of times, but I had a lot of people help me through it, especially with like even with things like money. Like I had people who called me up and was like, hey, you're like, I know you're you don't have a job right now. Like, how are you dealing with things? And uh, I got through it simply because I, there, were, there were good people around me. And uh, I, I mean, I had to, like, I, I was looking desperately for a job at that point. And Rishi called me up and he was like, yo, I'm going to open the restaurant. Do you want to come and be a part of it? Like, I mean, it was like, it was heaven sent, you know. And I definitely, yeah, I jumped at it, obviously, because I'm Sri Lankan and it is a Sri Lankan restaurant as well. So it was, it was, it's a really cool thing to be able to represent that. My first encounter, you mentioned Rishi there, was uh, last year in about January when I went to Kotua for the first time. And, you know, when I saw you and I saw Rishi and I said, you know, everyone who works here has that, you guys just vibe off him and the person that he is, right? Definitely. It's just so good to see. We're talking a year on from uh, Kotua's mm. first year anniversary and how much it's achieved as well. We're in conversation with um, Ashaka Harith. He's the head bartender at Kotua Restaurant. The focus is on traditional Sri Lankan cuisine, of course. Very familiar face particularly been to skinny's lounge let's talk about rishi back to that topic what was your first encounter with him before he reached out to you did you know much about him and what he had planned i've known of him definitely <laughs> for a while a few years ago i think four or five years ago probably maybe even more than that one of my friends connected me with rishi because he, he was looking for a bartender for cheek and uh, unfortunately it didn't pan out because um i needed a visa and uh, the company didn't have any quota available at that point. But 
we, we kept in touch the whole Sri Lankan community thing as well, right? So mm. you look out for one another. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's been doing absolutely phenomenal. Then he went in and opened Cloud Street, and uh, I did know that he was planning to open Kotua. Like he told me about it, and I was like really excited. But this was before the pandemic, right? And I was like, yeah, man, like couldn't wait for it to open so I can I could try the food. And then COVID happens, and then the whole thing got pushed back. So I introduced a bartender to him as well, who unfortunately couldn't make his way over to Singapore because of the restrictions and basically the borders being shut. And uh, yeah, when it came closer to December, they were ready to open and they just needed somebody to come in and look after the bar. And uh, that's where I came in. It's been great, man. It's been a great year. Like it just went by so quick, but it's been fantastic. Yeah, it certainly has. I mean, you look back on when you first started working in the F&B industry and to where you are now as a head bartender at Kotua, right? Could you have ever sort of envisioned such a path for you to, you know, start off just by as a waiter working on the floor, but now working as a head bartender at a Sri Lankan restaurant? Of course, it's very close to you because you're from Sri Lanka. To have that mm-hmm. food every day, vibe off similar people, work under Rishi Nalindra. How are you feeling when everything just worked out for you after going through all those hardships with COVID? Matt, to be honest, I've been one of the fortunate ones. Things have gone my way to a point where I feel like I don't even deserve it. Like Because mm-hmm. I've had friends who had to leave the country because of this whole COVID situation and whatnot. But I'm re- very grateful. It has been like unbelievable. Like If you asked me 10 years ago, would I ever be a bartender? Like I, I didn't even have the slightest clue. Like I was getting ready for, for a 9 to 5 job, sitting in front of a computer all day. It's been a drastic turn, but for the best, to be honest. And I've enjoyed every bit of it. The worst days are actually like kind of nice to look back at. And like I've been lucky enough to have like really good people around me who have made life much more easier for me, who have always looked out for me and like pointed me in the right way. Yeah, it's it's, it's unbelievable, man. You know, when Rishi... Um tasked you with curating the first cocktail menu at Couture, right? Of course, there were a lot of responsibility, but once you delivered that menu to him, what was the reaction you got not only from him, but what about all the other customers who, you know, hadn't really had much of Sri Lankan cocktail pairings as such with their food? What were they saying to you? The first menu itself, Rishi helped me with it quite a lot. I was aware of the flavors, but it, it's, it was just a matter of getting those flavors across to our guests, right? And uh, the first menu was a bit of an experiment for both of us because I've never, throughout my career, I've never thought of like, oh, making drinks that represent Sri Lanka. Like, it has never really occurred to me, which is a bit of a shame. But it turned out really, really nice, like, because we were using ingredients that are very popular in Sri Lanka. And the idea was just to get the flavors across so that people understand what we're trying to do here. And uh, it was it was actually quite successful. There were certain things that I guess, like, wasn't really familiar with to begin with. Let's say certain flavors. And like one of the drinks, one of my favorite drinks on that menu, we had a a rum sour, which had mango and cumin in it. So the cumin was completely Rishi's idea. I could never imagine like mango and cumin together. Uh, the initial drink was supposed to be a mango sour. And then Rishi came in and he was like, what if we put cumin in it? I thought he was he was losing his, his mind. Like, But then we tried it and it was absolutely delicious. Like that's one of the perks of like working with someone like Rishi. He sees things in a different way. And even the flavor profiles, like it comes so naturally to him. He just has this mad scientist ideas and we just work on it. It's been pretty fun, to be honest. 
Mm. The first menu was was great. We launched the second one when we came off the the last lockdown, and the reception for it has been really really good. We're already working on another menu, and uh, it's really cool, man. Because like Richie likes to be involved in it because he has this like creative side to him that I always feed off from, throw ideas at each other, and then we we'll, we'll start working on stuff. And uh, yeah, it's it's progressing really well. Yeah, exciting things to come, man. I guess now all these sort of stabilization phase, heightened alerts, you know, that really played a role in how you curated that second menu. Of course, it was a lot easier for you to bottle as well, just in case, you know, <laughs> the yeah. situation sort of got worse and you had to go back to only takeaways. Now that you've launched this new menu and looking ahead, is that the same sort of theme you're going to go for? You're just going to make things not as complicated and just, you know, make it that much easier for you and the team as well. Fingers crossed. I don't think that we're going into a new lockdown, and also like you can't keep living life like that. You know, expecting the worst. So the next menu is probably it's not going to be a simple menu. Like we're kicking things up a little bit, and uh, yeah. So the bottling bit is. I mean, it's always at the back of my head, but it's not a priority. You know, the idea is to like make nice drinks. So that guests will enjoy it. If it comes to that, which I don't think we would, like hopefully, touch wood, then we'll we'll go from there. But but at this point, like it's not a priority, man. Like what I'm concerned about most is like just coming up with nice drinks. Yeah, Mashaka, if I was to ask you, how much has life as a bartender changed over, let's say, the last ten years? You know, working at cocktail bars and in general bars in Singapore. Yeah. How much has it changed? And you know, you can draw on your experience as well. What can you say about that? It's been quite crazy, to be honest, because there's a lot more creativity in this field, and people are doing absolutely crazy stuff, man. You know very much yourself as well. Like the cocktail bars in Singapore are absolutely killing it. And yes, um, yes, <laughs> yeah. Like I, it, it just sometimes it leaves me in awe. Like how can somebody even imagine this up? You know, like it's definitely changed for the best. There's a lot more space for creativity, new spirits. A lot of restaurants and bars, like they're willing to look past the oh, how can we make the most money mm. off this drink? And they're focusing more on how can we maximize our guest experience. And uh, things have gone in a very good direction, I would say so. But yeah, I mean, even for myself, like I never really thought I would be like making, you know, all these fancy cocktails. It was a lot to learn. I mean, I learned pretty much everything I know about most things I know about bartending by just doing it and like just learning from other people and like seeing what they're doing. Like I used to go to different bars. Still do. Yeah, you still like, do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, I, w- I would watch people, see what they do. I would talk to them, like pick their brains on drinks and stuff like that. And then like, yeah, but that's not what it's all about, right? Like still had to like read up on stuff. So I had to change the way I work a bit as well. Like how I approach certain things, which has been really cool. And uh, I caught myself by surprise as well. Like, I'm not going to lie. For a second, I didn't think I had it in me. I'm glad uh, how things turned out. Right place, right time, you know. But I'm sure you're just waiting for uh, the travel restrictions to ease up a little bit so some of your family and friends from Sri Lanka can come over and see what you're doing here and, uh, of course, compare <laughs> the food. But, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll be they'll, they'll, they'll be incredibly um, pleased to see the cocktails especially and uh, some of those mutton rolls because they certainly live up to uh, what you can get back ah, in Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah unbelievable, yeah. Mm. At the same time, I can't wait to go back home for a bit as well. Yeah, like it, it's been it's been two years, and uh, you know it'd be it'd be nice to go back and see the family, you know, and hang out with the boys. I mean, I do miss it. Singapore's home, but you know, I do miss going, being able to go back. 
at mm. least once a year, you know? Of course, yeah. It's a very uh, tricky situation because uh, COVID is incredibly fluid, different variants and uh, multiple restrictions. But let's just hope that 2022 will change all of that and, um, you know, bring about a lot more reunions that we started seeing towards the back end of 2021 and um, onwards and upwards, I guess. Oh, hopefully, man. Like, it's about time now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I hope this thing ends soon. Like, you know, there's a, I mean, a lot of people have gone through a lot of difficulties because yes. of this. My problems pale in comparison of just hoping that things would get back to normal. So, I mean, okay, normal is a, is a bit of a stretch. Oh, the new normal, the new normal. Yeah, the new normal. Yeah. And uh, like all these new variants coming up and all that. It's, it's, I mean, it, there are scary times. <sighs> well, there are vaccines and all that. And we'll get through this. Yes, we will. We'll be in conversation with uh, Ashaka Harth. He's the head bartender at Kotua. Focuses on traditional Sri Lankan cuisine. If you haven't been, please head down there and try some of their delicious food and drinks. Han, uh, curated by Ashaka. Very familiar face of being to Skinny's Lounge pre-pandemic. And uh, yeah, absolute pleasure speaking with you, Ashaka. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. And I can't wait to, uh, you know, see you again. Definitely, my man. Thanks for having me. It's been a great experience. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.